You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hi, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantelle Dedeke. I just want to take a second to let you guys know that I am so excited and proud every week to record this podcast, to connect with you over the past year or so. And let's be real, this has not been the best year. This podcast has really been a bright spot for me. And some weeks I kind of drudge through it because, you know, coming up with content every week, feeling as vulnerable as I do sometimes, and the team does to bring um, certain topics to you, can certainly feel like a task, but it has been so worth it. And I've loved the process, and I hope that you have really loved the process with us. We get such great feedback from you guys. And I just wanted to take it a second to thank you for listening and being a part of it with us. You know, it's so interesting that this week our discussion is about imposter syndrome. And I was on a phone call with a client, you know, earlier this week and he and I are friends and, you know, we were talking about some things and I said, Hey, you know, I'm recording a podcast in a little bit and which I should have done that day and didn't now it's Thursday and I'm like pushing it through. Um, cause I have, a, I've had a little bit of a week and he said, what are you, what's the topic this week? And I said, it's imposter syndrome. And he said, what is that? And I thought, oh my God, I wish, <laughs> I wish I didn't know, um, what imposter syndrome was, but I do know. And I'm very aware of imposter syndrome or what is also known as imposter phenomenon. Um, and what psychologists call it imposter phenomenon. And as a businesswoman, as a business owner, as someone who <clears throat> struggles a little bit with showing up um, in my everyday, you know, kind of like work life, you know, imposter syndrome is not necessarily top of mind, but it certainly is this voice inside my head. And, and I don't know about you, but it's estimated that 70% of individuals actually experience imposter type feelings at some point in their life. And it affects all types of people. There's an article in the international journal of behavioral science that, you know, pointed out that everyone, nearly everyone feels this at some point in their life and it spans all industries and job, job types. But if you're asking yourself or you're asking just while you're listening, what is imposter syndrome? According to a Time Magazine article, um, imposter syndrome is this idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or your qualifications. Um, This was first identified in 1978 by psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes in their paper. They, in this In this um, paper that they wrote, they theorized that women were uniquely affected by imposter syndrome. So I think it's easy to draw from that 
that women who are entrepreneurs and business owners and in positions of power are probably even more uniquely affected. Since 1978, there has been research that shows both men and women experience this. And um, Clance actually, you know, later uh, rectified this to a paper that acknowledged that imposter syndrome is not limited to women only. But really, it is anyone who isn't able to internalize and own their successes. And this idea of owning success is interesting from the perspective of you know, what does that mean? What does that look like? I have a couple of examples. Um, in the early, you know, the first couple of years of Francis Roy, we won a couple of awards that, you know, certainly were to help us build credibility as an agency. We worked really hard. We earned them. I remember being at this award ceremony where we, where our agency was being honored, and I just felt sick about it. And I couldn't quite pinpoint the feeling at the time. It borderlined embarrassment. I'm not really even sure what it was, but later I would determine that it was definitely imposter syndrome, this feeling that like, oh my God, there's no way that we've earned this. This isn't right. Um, somebody else should be standing up here. You know, we're not quite ready for this yet. We, um, that feeling was definitely there. I thought also about what, well, this also came to mind to me when watching the Grammys. I want to say it was last year, but it was probably the earlier part of this year. I'm horrible about that kind of thing. I can never really tell uh, when things are, but, um, and I remember watching Billie Eilish and she's young. I love her music, but she's very young, 15 or 16 years old. And she was killing it and earning awards and um, in all of these different categories. And there was all this media coverage afterwards because she was up against Beyonce and Taylor Swift and a couple of like, I mean, a few, a handful of just like, you know, badass powerhouse uh, women. And there is this video of her. Um, you know how they do, it, it's kind of like the zoom screen. So you can see like five or six, um, videos at a time and there it's always, it's like the reaction before the reaction, you know, or what's going on before the reaction. And you see her, her eyes are just like closed and she's like, not me, not me, not me. And that was so powerful to me. It almost made me want to cry. I was like, Oh my God, can you imagine just feeling put out this brilliant piece of work? And you're so incredibly overwrought with imposter syndrome that you, you feel like there's just absolutely no way that you've earned this more than people like Beyonce or Taylor Swift or, you know, who, you know, have been hustling in their industry for a really long time. And, you know, there was some dispute that the reason why she was like that or she, her response was like that was because, you know, fans were going to rip her alive. You know, there were some, you know, powerhouse women there who have this giant fan base. They were just going to kill her over the internet, you know, uh, with comments and, and things like that. But I don't know. I remember, I just remember looking at her, watching the video and thinking, this is someone who has not owned their success and what a painful 
process feeling like a fraud and feeling like an imposter within your own success. And I just, you know, I think of that often, actually. Valerie Young, she wrote this book. It's called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. She found patterns in people who experience imposter feelings. And all of this is presented in this article um, that Time Magazine published. But she identifies several different types of people, perfectionists, experts, someone that she considers to be the natural genius, soloists, and supermen or superwomen. And perfectionists, they have such a high expectation for themselves that if they don't meet 100% of their goals, they can meet 99% of their goals, but without that 100%, they can they feel completely um, inadequate and they question their own competence. Failure is a very large struggle for them. And then the experts, they feel like they have to know every piece of information before their credibility is valid. They won't apply for jobs unless they're 100% um, you know, qualified. They are hesitant to ask a question or speak up because they don't wanna look stupid. Um, the natural genius is someone who struggles or works hard to accomplish something, but they constantly feel like they're not good enough. So, you know, they're used to their skills coming along easily. So if they put in any effort at all, it feels like there's no way they, they, this is just not something for, for them. This next type of person, I know a lot of people like this actually, and have been this person before, but someone that Young calls the soloist. And this is an individual that has to complete tasks on their own. If they ask for help, they are complete failure or a fraud. I find this to be so interesting because if you go back to, you know, our, a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about mentorship and we spoke a little bit about the win-win, it's the same thing when you ask for help Asking for help, you receive information, which is obviously a total one for you, but it's a reciprocal type of relationship. So the person who is offering you help is also, you're offering them the opportunity to further solidify what they know. The more you teach, the more you learn. And so it really is a win-win. So for those of you who feel like, you know, going about it alone is, you know, um, the only way and reaching out for help means that you've not really accomplished anything. Uh, you really are offering something to those that you ask for help from. And this last category of people, super men or super women, where you're pushing yourself to work so hard uh, to prove that you're not an imposter and you feel like you have to be perfect in all aspects of your life. So at work, um, in your parenting, in maybe your partnerships at home, whether it's a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever that looks like, and you feel stressed when you're not accomplishing something. I read once that the biggest joke the universe ever played on women was getting them to believe that if you were, if you gave 100% of yourself, you sacrificed everything, you were the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect everything, that you are in the title of like super mom or super woman or even super dad. And it's such a freaking joke because, you know, who doesn't want to be the hero, but at the cost of what? Like you get this coveted title of super mom, but, you know, maybe you've lost yourself or who you are or what you enjoy. I am just now 
um, now my kids are older and they have their own lives and they're, you know, they've got their own paths and they don't need my guidance as much as they did. Um, it's a strange transition time for me to reclaim, you know, what I like to do, what I want to do with my life, what I find to be enjoyable, what really fulfills me. And I will tell you, it is such a difficult process to not feel as though to have put so much of my life into my kids and, you know, obviously my marriage and my family in general overall. And then to now try to reclaim some of that. Whew, it is so tough. It, you know, you feel like you're being selfish. You feel like you are not living up to expectation. You're dropping the ball. And some of that comes to, you know, setting boundaries for the people around you that are not used to getting boundaries from you. And um, it's such a freaking process. Imposter syndrome is something that I deal with a lot. Um, as a business owner, you know, you will be asked to speak as an expert or provide your insight as an expert on a variety of topics. You're putting yourself out there. You will get noticed. These questions will come. Opportunities will come your way. And each time that happens, it's, you know, a push to show up, to research and prepare myself and to feel as confident and to really stand in my strengths and own my success and realize that if I weren't the right person to be speaking or presenting or discussing a topic, no one would have asked me. I wouldn't have been there. Um, I want to be collaborative and um, also participate in really exciting opportunities to provide exposure for our agency and our team who works so hard. And so um, it is my job to put myself out there, but that doesn't mean it's easy. There's this question in this, the Time Magazine article about why do people experience imposter syndrome? And um, the, the ultimate answer is there is no singular answer. You know, they present some experts believe that it has to do with personality traits like anxiety, while others uh, focus on family or behavioral causes. Uh, it could be a childhood experience where you just never felt good enough or you were compared to a sibling. I don't know. It can become the cycle of sorts. And it's one that we have to provide ourselves with tools and resources in, over to ever, over it, in an effort to overcome them. Because the reality is you are going to have these moments uh, where you feel like you're a fraud in your own life. Like, okay, this, so I remember a certain family member uh, telling me once, um, you're so lucky. And I certainly feel that way. I, I feel lucky, but I also work my ass off and the people on our team work hard and we put in the effort and we position ourselves for opportunity. And yes, there might be a certain degree of luck, but I don't even think that you give luck a chance if you don't, if you don't work hard and you don't put yourself in an arena to accept new opportunity and for new doors to open for you. And so sure, there is a certain degree of luck, but positioning yourself for luck is hard work. It's sometimes a struggle. As a business owner, it can be a day to night activity and it can sometimes mean that you're sacrificing things to get it done. But this idea that some people are more lucky than others, there is a discussion to be had about that. But 
there are definitely individuals who work really, really hard as well. And it is a bit condescending and demeaning to attribute that to just that they're lucky. There is some validation that we can provide to others and some happiness, I think, that we can provide to others when or share with them when we recognize that they've worked hard for their success. I try really hard to do that. I am go out of my way to, especially for my friends who work so hard and just to genuinely be proud of them, to genuinely be happy for them, to be authentic in how much I am just in awe of their efforts. And there's just not enough of that. It doesn't seem like there's enough of that. And that doesn't help, um, I think, for individuals combating um, imposter syndrome. It's so funny. It, it, it can sort of be a bit of a confidence thing. And then sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome, Valerie Young says, you have to observe um, others. And we have to teach people to let go and not be so critical of themselves and encourage um, these really more helpful questions like, are these thoughts that I'm having, these self-deprecating thoughts, these negative thoughts, these things that I would probably never say to someone that I love or care about, but I'm saying them to myself, are they really helpful? Are they hurting me right now? Um, and then changing that mindset a bit and not questioning your qualifications or your talent or your intellect, uh, but really building yourself up in a positive way. It's a practice. It's not perfect. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think that moments of doubt are normal um, and that you it's so difficult to control them and I love what Valerie Young says. She says, the goal is not to never feel like an imposter, but to have tools and resources and insight uh, to talk them down faster. We need to remember that it's okay to have a moment where you feel like, okay, I'm having a moment, but then not to have an entire life like that, you know, where you're constantly questioning yourself. I have a really dear friend. Well, I... I hate crying, by the way. Ugh, I don't know if we've had this discussion, but it feels like I'm allergic to it or something. I just, um, my, my little niece, uh, you know, she and I are both Enneagram 8, type 8, and um, we're just like feelings, ugh, get away from us, you know, crying. She was crying once, and she's like, my eyes are just like watering. I don't know what's wrong with me, and I just felt like I could relate to that so hard. But when I, I have a friend where I was, you know, just saying, I'm so upset. I was crying. And when I do get to the point where I cry or I'm very upset, it can sometimes be a little bit out of control. I can just overcome with sadness, like a wave. And uh, she'll say, you have about 15 minutes to cry and then you got to be gangster. And I love that so much. It resonates with me so deep. And it is this idea that Give yourself a moment to be sad, to be upset, to question, to doubt, to lean into the fear a little bit, and then get over that shit and get to business, get to work, do what you got to do, you know, um, step into the light, own your success, be confident about it. You're there for a reason. It's really those internal pep talks I give myself on 
an almost daily basis. And um, it's a practice. It's not easy at all. It's a constant push through. And um, I don't know. I want to own it. I hope you want to own it too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like, you know, what are you thinking? Is this something that you struggle with? Um, how do you combat imposter syndrome? Does it show up for you, uh, you know, frequently? Is it fleeting? I'm so curious. But again, I love this time with y'all. Um, we have some cool stuff coming down the line. Um, a series on Enneagrams in the workplace, but you can go to our website. We developed really gorgeous Enneagrams in the workplace book. And uh, it's a free download on our website. If you sign up for our newsletter, FrancisRoy.com. Um, if you're already a newsletter subscriber, it is coming in the newsletter for you, the special download. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, we've been using it to conduct some strategy sessions uh, for our clients and their teams, teaching them how to utilize um, Enneagram in the workplace to strengthen their teams. Um, you guys will love it. I love it. It's like how to, how to email um, a type eight how to um, have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the type three, how to, you know, oh my gosh, it's so useful. You can very easily develop role play from it so that you can have some strategy and some work within your teams. It's a great, great activity. I think you all will love it. Again, it's uh, for download on our website. If you sign up for our newsletter at francisroy.com. Like, comment, share as usual. Let us know how y'all are doing. Uh, any feedback that you have, hello at francisroy.com. Until next Monday, you guys have an awesome week. Kick ass and fight that imposter syndrome. Okay.